It's the Rendezvous with Simon Marcel. Bonjour et bonsoir, I'm Simon Marcel. The accent is French. Welcome to the Rendezvous. We're going to talk love. I'm going to get to your questions. But I found this dating tip that I thought you would like. And, and you can tell me what you think on my social media at Rendezvous Radio. Just be honest. And I mean by that, be honest about what you want, who you are, what you like. Mostly don't try to be who you think your dates want you to be. Just be yourself. I've made the mistakes. Don't do like me. Do better than me. Just be honest from the get-go. Even if you get rejected, nobody's wasting time and everybody can find the right partner. So remember that. Be honest from the get-go. You have a question for me? Be honest too. Call me. 855-905-8255. Welcome to The Rendezvous. If you've been lucky enough to be touched by love or romance, share it with us on The Rendezvous and call me at 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Nicolette. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Nicolette. Have you been touched by love and you want to share that story with me? I have. I um, just celebrated my second year anniversary with my husband and I've been thinking um, actually back to when he proposed. Um, it was a really romantic evening. Um, he asked me to dinner at a place that we really loved. And um, there was a musician playing that um, we both really liked and was also a friend of ours. And we walked in and I had no idea. And we sat down and had a beautiful dinner. And Um, then for dessert, um, my plate was placed in front of me and underneath it was a card and I pulled the card out and, um, it's like one of the most beautiful messages I've ever received. Um, he told me how much he loved me and loved being with me and wanted to build a life with me. And, um, once I finished reading the card, I looked up and he was down on one knee with a ring in front of me and proposing and, then friends like came into the restaurant who had been outside and celebrated with us and had champagne and it was just a really beautiful night. So I was just remembering that two years later now. Oh, I love that. Out of mm-hmm. every minute or hour of this evening, what is the one that you will never forget? Um, it was actually when we were um on our way home. And it was just the two of us after we had been with friends and everything. And we were holding hands and we just looked at each other and um, we both just started laughing and just told each other that we loved each other. And it was just like such a warm, sweet feeling, um, just knowing that I was going to spend the rest of my life with this person who I was so in love with and was so in love with me. And it's just been so beautiful ever since. All right, Nicolette. Thank you so much for sharing this proposal story. Very uh, inspiring and, and, and wonderful. Thank you so much and have a good night. Thank you. You too. Gosh, I need to go to that voicemail. Somebody has a major problem with their mother-in-law and they need my help. So that's next. If you have a question for me, you can always call the rendezvous 24-7. Leave me a message at 855-905-8255 like this one. Bonjour, Simon. This is Maddie. I'm calling because I recently got a text message from my mother-in-law telling me that I needed to start ironing my husband's shirts. And I told my husband and he said, well, I actually get embarrassed at work when my collar is sticking up and someone has to tell me. So as if 
he thinks I should also be helping with that. So she was a stay-at-home mom. I work full-time. I am not going to be ironing the grown-up person's shirts. And so I just basically wanted your advice on how I can communicate with my husband, then how he can communicate with his mom that I feel like this is actually quite an insult. So I appreciate any advice. Thank you so much, Simon. I look forward to listening. Maddie, thank you so much for the voicemail. I'm going to answer your question about what to say to your husband and to your mother-in-law next. I got to ask you this. What would you say if you got a phone call from your mother-in-law telling you you have to do a better job at ironing your husband's shirts and you have a full-time job, would you take it lightly? Or like Maddie, that you would feel pretty upset, to say the least. And then your husband would say, yes, can you help me with this? So basically, here at Maddie, my answer, very calmly, you should talk to your husband and say, listen, I think there is a misunderstanding. We're both working. You can totally iron your own shirt. If you don't know how, I can show you how once, or we can Google how to iron a shirt. But if your mother still wants to iron your laundry, she's more welcome to stop by, take your laundry, and bring it back the next day. And she can do mine too while she's at it. That's what I would say if I were you, Maddie, as a joke. But I understand. I don't think you should do it. I think he can do it. I think his mother can do it for him. I think you just use a good sense of humor so we keep the peace in the house. Thank you very much for your voicemail and your question. And you call that next, 855-905-8255. Question for me, call the rendezvous right now, 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Serena. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Serena. Welcome to the rendezvous. How can I help you tonight? Thank you. Well, I recently moved in with my boyfriend, Mm -hmm. and um, things are going really well. Um, But no matter what kind of evening we have, if it's a really romantic one or just casual, hanging out, watching movies, playing board games, whatever, we never seem to go to bed at the same time. I'll say, you know, you ready to go to bed, whatever. And he'll say, yeah, yeah, I'll be there in a while. And he always stays up really, really late. And I really miss pillow talk. And I just, I don't know whether I should be concerned or if it's just we're different people. And I don't know. I just wanted your take on that. <laughs> sure. Uh, how's the romance outside of this, the ooh-la-la, the making out, the... That's really great. It, okay. it really is. <laughs> okay, good sign. And so, um, and just wondering, that never happens at night before the sleep? So then he would stay in bed or, or he still goes out of bed even after the ooh-la-la? Oh, um, yeah. No, usually we'll spend time together afterwards um, and then I go to bed alone. And it kind of stinks. I see. Uh, have you talked about it with him? I haven't yet, because as I said, it's it's new that we're living together. So I was sort of waiting to see if it would um, sort itself out or whatever. Yeah. But it's been a, six weeks or so, and I really don't like it. <laughs> okay, so. well, then I think you're totally entitled to have a conversation about it. I mean, it could be a deal breaker, because honestly, if he says, this is not my thing, I need to go to sleep alone later on, and for you it's a big thing, then... You know, you can always, you know, decide to stay or not. But what would be great is not have a non-spoken, something that is not said out loud, and allow him to understand how you feel and also allow you to understand how he feels and why he's acting like this. Yeah. So have a conversation. But remember, always after a good meal. Because men, including me, we get very, you know, grumpy if we are hungry. (laughs) That is true. That is true. (laughs) 
So I'll do it. <laughs> uh, all right, and let's see what happens, okay? Thank you, Simon. You're most welcome, Serena. Good luck to you with that talk and have a good night. Have you ever been to my website lately at therendezvousshow.com and check it out? I'm telling you, if you like the show and you like to talk about relationships, you're going to love my website. Check it out, therendezvousshow.com. And if you want to send an email, where do you send it? At therendezvousshow.com. And that's next. If I'm not here and you can't call me either, send me an email at therendezvousshow.com. Trish, what is going on with Lakeisha? All right, so Lakeisha says, bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Lakeisha. My friend and I are having a debate about online dating, and we're hoping you can help. She says that I should use pictures where I look my best on my online dating profile so that I get a lot of matches. Mm -hmm. But I think I should use average pictures so that when I meet someone I matched with in person, I look better in person than in pictures, and they're not disappointed. Which do you think is better? Ooh, Lakisha, thanks for the email. That's a great question. Should you use your best pictures when you go online dating or just average pictures to avoid a disappointment later on? My answer is next. If you're online dating and you're building your profile, do you think you should put up your best, very best pictures or get more average so it would avoid possibly a disappointment when you meet in person? That's what the basis of the email of Lakisha she sent me at therendezvousshow.com because some of the girlfriends said, you should do this, you should do that, and she wants my advice. A mix of pictures is, my opinion, the best. Some, just like when you sometimes go out at night on an event, you're going to be at your very best, your best dress, best makeup. That's great too. Maybe more casual uh, when you go out for a walk or something with your friends. So a mix of your life is always welcome. Not an extreme one way or the other. Just who you are. And go from there. You don't want to overpromise and underdeliver, or vice versa. Just keep it real, okay? And any question you may have besides that, you know where to find me. 855-905-8255. Any question about your relationship? 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Tyra. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Tyra. Welcome to the rendezvous. How can I help you tonight? So... My boyfriend and I have been living together uh, for a couple of months. We just moved in, and I grew up in, in a household full of amazing cooks, and the food was so good. So I've always cooked everything um, for dinner, and the last like week and a half, he's like, you know, you do all the cooking. I want to cook now. And he's so excited for all the stuff he's cooking, and it tastes so awful, so... <laughs> How can I teach him, but also, like, show him the respect of letting him try and not lying? <laughs> Listen, what is your intuition on this situation? What is your intuition on on compromising that, that deal? Um, I guess my compromise would be try to take him shopping with me and maybe teach him about food and, like, the science of food a little bit. That, I don't know. That could work. Or how about you just... Both cook, you do the main course, leave him the salads, right? So you built his self-confidence as a new cook, but you keep the control of the main course, whether it's fish, chicken, meat, whatever you eat, so you're sure at least you're going to have a good meal. And then you you see he starts to do the salad and dessert. And then as, as you guys are cooking next to each other, little by little, he can learn from you how to do the main course. But I would not, knowing that what you said, leave him you know, the cooking every night or you're not going to eat well. So... 
I think that if you were my wife and you said, honey, I love cooking too, so why don't I just, I, I'll take care of the main course today, you do the appetizers. And we'll do, we'll do the dessert together or buy the dessert together. You make it about us, you make it about we both participate to the meal, I think you'll be happy. Good advice. Good. Well, try it. I think it's the best way for you to guarantee you're going to eat something good, not hurt his feelings, and how bad can it go with a salad or a soup? Not too bad. Okay, I like this. This is good. I love it. All right. Thank you so much, Tara, for your call. Good luck to you with that cuisine. Thank you. All right. Bonsoir. To be happy in your relationship, do you need control of the kitchen? Or not really? Let's talk about that next. Key question for anyone living with somebody else. Do you need to have control of the kitchen and the cooking in the house to be happy? I tell you that because my English teacher, Veronica, told me that her husband, Russ, puts once a great effort into cooking but left such a mess in the kitchen, that's the last time she ever let him cook. And he's a good man, great intention. But she said, listen, I cook, I clean, I do it all at my own rhythm. It bothers me if somebody is in my way. Do you feel the same? I kind of feel the same. By the way, I live alone. I'm single. I've been doing all my cooking for the last 20 years at home. My chicken, this, that, whatever I agree, all the things. And I have trouble sharing the kitchen space. I don't know if it's just me or you agree with that. And I have a little story of my own where I had a little problem with a girl about the kitchen. Stay with me. You want to hear what happened next. So since I'm talking about the kitchen at my house and... I like, you know, to cook. I like to um, put it away in my washer. I like to get it out. I like, I, I have, it must be OCD or I just kind of controlling with the kitchen thing. I'm, I'm like my English teacher, Veronica. I like to see what's going on. So I had a lovely girlfriend. She claimed she was a great cook. I claim I was a better cook because I'm French. So we had this little fight. And then I was cooking. And then she talked and talked while I was doing the cooking. And then I lost concentration about how long was the pasta being cooked for. And shame on me. I really told her, I said, listen, you cannot talk to me so much while I'm measuring the time of how long it takes to me for our spaghetti to be al dente. And she took offense. She said, oh, you think it's more important that you watch those pasta than listening to my story? And I said, yes. Oh, my God. I should have never said yes. She took it very badly. So my advice is deal very lightly with your partner when it comes to what's happening in the kitchen. It seems to be a place like of tension or of great pleasure. It depends how you treat it. You call the next on the rendezvous, 855-905-8255. Any question about your relationships, 855-905-8255. Molly, bonjour. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Molly. Welcome to the rendezvous. What is up with you tonight? Hello. Well, I have a problem, and I wonder if you can help me. Okay. I received a love letter, and I'm very interested in the person who wrote it, but there's one problem, and that is that he's dating my sister. Uh-uh. That's a major problem. I don't think they're going to last. How do you know that? I just don't think they have any sparks, and he and I do have sparks. Okay. How long has he been dating your sister? Maybe six months. Six months is a long time. If There is no sparks in chemistry, don't you think? Yeah, but she complains, and he's always talking to me. I see. Okay, so you want to know what to do? What 
Is that what you want to know? Y- yeah. Okay. If it was up to you before I answer, what would you like to do? I want them to break up and wonder how I can just start dating him and it's not a problem. I see. So um, here's how it goes down, Molly. I think the guy who is uh, dating your sister and wants to date you too, he's disturbed. He's disturbed because he's gonna he's, he's really going from one sister to the other, which for many reasons he shouldn't do. He's going to break your family if you get into it. Your sister's going to hate you. You, he will leave you for another person right after you've been dating him six months. So that's a man that has something perverse in him. And I don't want you to get caught into that kind of relationship. So I know it's difficult because you're attracted to the dude. But this guy is playing the field. But he's playing with an institution called the family field. And I can't let that happen. I just feel like I'm in love with him. I understand. But I can't let that happen. You have a family. You've got to respect that. And so... So what do I tell him? You tell him, no, you date my sister. You don't date two sisters in the family. Do I tell my sister what he did? Don't show the letter. Just tell the dude you don't want to hear from him ever again. And leave it there. Okay. Okay? I can do that. Yeah. Please. Please. I think you're right. Protect your family. It's an institution that cannot be touched by some pervert that wants to ulala with both sisters. Not under my yeah. watch. All right. All right, Molly. I'm glad you called me because I think I'm going to protect your family, which is more important than that player. Thank you. You're most welcome, Molly. Be strong and have a good night. Okay, Simon. Ooh, I got a good question for you coming up. If you're having a bad day, would you want your partner to leave you alone or... Spend time with you and cheer you up. Let's talk about that next. Last question of the night. If you're having a bad day, would you want your partner to leave you alone or spend time with you and cheer you up? What would you prefer during a bad day? So the answer of this, I, I put. I love my social media, so I love to put polls at Rendezvous Radio. You check it out. If you don't go to my social media... You're missing something really exciting, therendezvousshow.com. Anyway, so the answer to that question is 21% of you said, I'd rather be left alone, and 79% of you voted, I'd rather be cheered up, so cheer me up. And I must tell you, I'd rather be left alone for at least half an hour, and then I love the cheering. But I don't want to project on you my bad mood, my disappointment, or my bad day. So that's my go-to. But... Each their own. Thank you so much for listening to me tonight. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Et bonne nuit. The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel.